welcome back to Almost Academic. It has been quite some time. You know, life just gets in the way as it does. As usual. So today we are going to start with a little bit of a life update because I'm sure the five people who listen to us. The fans want to know. They don't know what's happening in our lives. So we'll get into that and then we're also going to talk about starting a new program, a new chapter in your life. This can relate to school, it can relate to work, whatever. So, I guess I will continue my little spiel because I love talking. (laughs) So, my life update is that I chose my program. Wow. My little PhD, so... Start calling me doctor now because that is the only thing that will be accepted from here on out. Okay, Dr. Katie. Dr. Katie is going to get her PhD in interdisciplinary social psychology, ladies and gents. So that's my life update. Wow, I didn't even know that title. (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) So that's my life update. I completed my thesis. Woo! I went to the defense. You need to stop yelling. It's 11.30 p.m. Um, I cried after. That's my real life update. Oh, I forgot about that. Because it went so... It did not. Embarrassingly. No, it was actually flawless. Okay. So here's Julia with her life update. Um, well, my life update is not as exciting, but I recently moved, which is exciting. Woo. Um, I also... I'm starting my third year in my program now, which is crazy how fast time goes by. Crazy. Um, and I would say that's my update. So we're really out here living large, thriving. I would say that's the most relevant for this podcast type update. Yeah. But I think that's a good update. Yeah. It, short and sweet. Short and sweet, just like us. Um, You're not that short. <laughs> so we thought what we would do is obviously our little brief life update which we just gave um but what we want to focus on is um what it's like to start a new program so first katie will tell us her experience starting her master's i will talk about my experience starting my program and then we'll end with katie telling us about how she feels preparing to start her new program because she's going to be moving so basically what this episode is is the katie show it's the katie show i'm going to be talking a lot so i'm so sorry for your little ears because i just know that's awful but sometimes you just gotta deal with it that's a life motto okay take it away dr katie thank you um So, when I started my master's program, honestly, I feel like it wasn't that bad. Like, I wasn't that scared because, A, I had Julia in L.A. with me, so it wasn't like I was alone. Um, B, I also had a lot of ties to San Diego still, which is where we did undergrad, so, like... Not too far from where we are. It wasn't really a trek, I didn't really feel alone, but I also feel like maybe having all those ties to San Diego, it kind of, um... Hindered. Hindered me just, like, really embracing LA and, like, 
obviously I acclimated myself into my program because you have to. You don't really have a choice. Yeah. But I was still, like, going to San Diego the whole time. Like, I was like, I have all these friends, so, like, I don't really need to make new ones. You need to make new ones, people. Um, 100%. The people, I love my one friend in the program, my little angel, but no one was very, that friendly to me in the beginning. Well, A also, few people were. There's but, just not many people to choose from. Yes. The so, options to make friends in grad school are really limited. So limited. Which should be its own podcast topic. <laughs> yes. And especially if you're not very, like, friendly um, or good at making friends that can be an issue which is me people if you know me in real life I can be a little bit not friendly I think this is uh, a Katie um, misconception is that at first Katie seems like not warm and welcoming Mm -hmm. but Katie is a very kind person and doesn't want me to sit here boosting her ego I love the Katie podcast actually but the Katie podcast supports Katie. But moving on, moving on from my inability to make friends. That is not true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like I wasn't that scared because I knew I had all these friends I could depend on. I also think maybe that hindered me in some sort of way because I knew I had all these friends to depend on. So I wasn't as concerned as making friends as maybe I should have been. Even though now I have great friends for the rest of my life in my program. Um, As far as, like, school-wise, obviously it's a little scary because you don't know, like, I mean, what the bleep it's even going to be like. Yeah. Like, you don't know, like, what the class is going to be like. You don't know Like, the rigor. You don't know what to expect. Yeah. And I think you expect it to be a lot worse than it is. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to fail all my classes. I didn't. I got an A minus and one, and that was failing. That was traumatic so, for Katie. It's a traumatic, like, it's a little scene, trauma, though. It was a trauma. Yeah. Maybe that will be another episode T from our experience. I don't know if I have any, honestly. Well, get some. Um, <laughs> Brew it. So I feel like you kind of make it out to be worse than it is. The anticipation is always going to be worse than 100%. I think. A lot of the times it actually is. Um, But overall, I feel like it was a pretty smooth transition. What do you think was different than what you expected about starting a master's? Um, Not the master's itself, just the beginning. Like, think of your first semester two years ago. I think it was a lot slower than I was expecting. Like, I was kind of... And I think, like, PhD is probably different. It's already different for me. Like, I'm already, like, doing research and papers and stuff, so, like, but I feel like when I went to master's, I was expecting, like, ten times speed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, classes, papers, lab meetings, posters, especially since it's only two years, but yeah. it wasn't as, like, overwhelming as I was expecting it to be. Like, teachers were very, like, understanding still, and, like, I thought they were going to expect me to know everything, and they didn't. Like, it was very, like, chill. Yeah. I feel like 
overall, our experience in grad school has not been the nightmare that other people share with their experiences in grad school. Like, obviously, it's been challenging and there's been, like, hard times, but we haven't been, like, we need to drop. I mean, maybe jokingly we'll say we want to drop out, but not, like, actually. Only Mm -hmm. in the midst of, like, midterm season or something Mm -hmm. are we, like, do we really want to be doing this? But... I think for the most part, we've had very positive experiences, and I think that that's probably kind of a unique circumstance. I think people really struggle in grad school, and, you know, I know we're not done yet, but... Well, it's just because we're so smart and dedicated and hardworking. I also think it depends on your personality. Like, we have the types of personalities where even though we're, like, sensitive and stuff, we're very Mm -hmm. much, like... If something needs to get done, we're going to get it done. I don't mm-hmm. care if I have to spend, stay up all night. I don't care what mountains need to be climbed or moved. Like, this wash gets resolved. Right? Like, but also, that's not to say that I still don't have that feeling going to a PhD program. Yes, this you know? is different. This is different. Like, but I'm just saying that, like, even though you were successful in one area of your life, that doesn't mean that, like... Yeah. Like, I'm going to a PhD program, and I'm like, well, I could fail out. You won't. But you always could. But you will not. But you may. You, I mean, yes, you could always flunk out, but programs also will likely do whatever they can and your advisor to support you and keep you in that program. Unless you're just, like, so unhappy and you don't want to be there. But if you're struggling, like, they will pull together resources to help. Mm -hmm. And I think the special thing maybe about us is that I feel like it's all about like the people 100% like, we good programs yeah um like your advisor is great yeah you know professors are great that makes a world of a difference I've had very good support systems even people who aren't my advisor like I know they will act like one. Yeah. And, like, they really want you to succeed. Yeah. I know the advisor I'm going to go work with really wants me to succeed. Yeah. And I already feel comfortable with the people there, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we even interviewed at some places, and it was kind of, like, stress interviewing. It was very, it's like, like, you talk to people, and, like, oh, here, mm, brain blast here's the thing it doesn't feel like competition yeah you know I feel like some people they're really miserable because it's just like constant stress and competing well so I think the thing with like our types of graduate programs like masters and PhDs it's like your currency is like publications right Mm -hmm. but And yes, you can look at someone and think like, oh, they're publishing so much, I'm doing so little, but also it's like, at least in my program, like, everyone's topics are so different. For example, like, I do cancer research, but someone else may do substance use research, and the types of, the data that we collect and where it comes from is very different in terms of like length of time to collect that data or ease of accessibility of participants and respondents, stuff like that. And so a lot of times like, and maybe someone from like a substance use lab would disagree with me, but from my personal opinion, it seems like they're able to crank out publications faster than I am. But I don't really think that that means I'm doing worse than them. I just kind of think that my 
and I think it's factual like the nature of my work is different than the nature from their work that doesn't mean anyone's is better than the others it just means you can't it's like apples and oranges here I am on my soapbox but it is anyways I forget the point now go on I think the big thing is what we're getting at is that like we are doing fine and we feel comfortable because we don't feel the need to always one up other people yeah you know like we feel comfortable we know everyone wants us to succeed we want everyone else to succeed it's not like like the professors are friends you're friends with people like it really does feel like one just big family as cheesy as that sounds well I also think again we've now gone off on a tangent that has nothing to do with starting grad school but I think this is important to say like I think your attitude really affects your journey in grad school but even starting like to tie it back to the point but what I'm thinking is now I'm losing my train of thought but that I don't have this attitude I feel like when I was younger I kind of did where I was like I want to be the best like the best at xyz and abc and one two three whatever like I want to be the best and so like how do I become the smartest or the expert at this and now I think my attitude is like well what is who is the best like how can you okay how can you determine who is the best? Like you're looking at her. At some point, it's subjective, okay. <laughs> and so I think it's kind of like my attitude isn't like I don't think I want to be the best. Of course, it would be great to be the best, but I don't know if I know what the best is. So it's more See, of like I want to be the best. I mean, I do, but it's more of like my attitude is like I want to be great. Like, oh, is my talking really loud? I don't have a neighbor on that side. Oh. But it's my attitude is more like. I just want to be like an expert in my field and I mean it would be great to have like your name known in the field at one point but I feel mm-hmm. like that comes with time and you know producing good work and Sweetie, it's not really got like, much time left what are you talking about miss not even 24 <laughs> years old it's not put my age out there like that <laughs> it's the first rule of being a female Sorry. um okay care Tying us back to what it was like starting your masters. I said it. It was your turn. I went off on the tangent. So my experience starting the PhD, my PhD, was that I didn't know anyone in LA really other than like Katie and then a few miscellaneous people, but no one was really in my area other than Katie. Um, And even Katie coming to LA was something that was decided after I had accepted for my program yes. um, and signed my lease. Like, I didn't know Katie was coming yet. And that's just because master's deadlines are different than PhD deadlines. It wasn't for any other reason. But um, I started my program, and I remember, I, I guess not, I, not like this is a past tense thing. Like, I was the youngest person in my program, and I felt really, like, I've never felt such imposter syndrome in my life, but I don't feel this anymore at all, which is really good, but... I feel like going into a program... You have imposter syndrome? Mm-hmm. I felt... I think everyone does, though. I have this moment, memory in my head of, like, walking up the stairs to my apartment, and I had this thought, like, someone's gonna pull out my application and be like, she shouldn't be here, which is so stupid, but I genuinely had that fear. Here's the thing. I think it doesn't matter program job 
young, old, whatever. Yeah. If you're going into a new place, you're going to be like, oh my mm, gosh, I don't know if I belong here. It's just a little nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. Um, and people are like scary. Well, I just think I, it was just very new to me. I never like, I moved away from my parents' house for the first time. I was living on my own. I was very much like, oh my God, what am I doing here? You know, I don't know. I sort of was just not like, what am I doing here? But more so just like, where's my mom and dad? Like, <laughs> I'm scared. I need my mom. Yeah. Like, I think the first semester, at least in the very beginning, I kind of was like, oh my gosh, like, I have a lot of work to do right now. Like, I'm a little overwhelmed. Someone's going to pull up my application and be like, who is she? She shouldn't be here. Um, but the imposter syndrome wore off after like midway through the first semester. The definitely. first semester is scary just because it's new and you you feel the need to prove yourself. Yes, that's was a big feeling I and had. I feel like it's like an indicator of like, yeah, am I gonna sink or am I gonna swim? Totally, most people swim, but there you are sinkers. Sink. You could sink. Yeah. Well, so the imposter syndrome went away, but aside from that, like starting with um like research work and stuff like that um I also have another memory where two of my advisors had scheduled a meeting with me to go into like the the main building we do our research in for the first time I think and so I like came in and I like sat down in one of their offices and I'm thinking they're gonna like I think it was the first time I saw them in person yes definitely was the first time I saw them in person since like my interview day and they sat me down and I was like, okay, you know, like I'm going to be assigned like this, this, and this to do now. And it, it game starts now, like we're ready. And I was shocked because they were not talking to me about work at all. They were like, how was your move to LA? Do you need anything? What can we help you with? Like, do you know where the grocery store is? And I don't know if I've just never experienced <laughs> such kindness in my life, like what my issue is, but I walked out of there shocked. Like, I thought that I was going to spend all weekend staring at my laptop. Like, I had work to do and I had to prove that I could do it. And they were just so nice to me. And my advisor, like, took me out to brunch. And I think I, like, called my boyfriend and I was like, oh, my God. Like, they were so nice. They asked if I needed to know where the grocery store was. Like, just stuff like that. Like, just normal human being things. But I was just shocked, I think. Here's one thing. My friend Becca said this to me. It was honestly the greatest thing I've ever heard. We were like, well, okay, so here's the thing. I feel like in undergrad and master's, you're expected to just say yes to your advisor. You're expected to do, like... It's less collaborative. What they want you to do more so. Like, you don't really have that much freedom. So I was, like, talking to my friend about this thing. I was like... I don't really want to do this thing that my advisor is telling me to, but, like, I really feel like I can't say no to her. And she's like, well, the thing with PhD is that, like, you're much more equal to them. Like, a first-name basis is a good example of that. Like, you're on more equal footing, you're allowed to make your own decisions, and you're also, like, more expected to further your own personal career than their career, you know? I mean, like, it's collaborative, obviously, but it's like, very interesting, though, because someone is invested done. in you. Go on. But you say you have two choices, and it's like, do something that's more so their thing or do something that's more so your thing. And even if, like, they're fine with both of them, it's up to you to make the decision. Like, you feel like you need to, like, do 
their thing to like please them but it's like no like you, this is your life now but also you can pick your thing as long as they're okay with it yeah also they've like very much been in your shoes and I think a lot of them at least a good advisor and like mm-hmm. from my experience they're very much like have their ball in your core as well and they're like I'm working on this would you like to work on this yeah. with me how can you benefit from this how can we all benefit from this well when I picked like the thing that was going to benefit benefit me more my guys was like okay great like yeah I, like literally she did not care at all yeah but to you it's like oh my gosh she's gonna be mad at me because like it's not like that. Yeah, I think good advisors aren't here to exploit you, and they aren't here to make clones of themselves. Mm. That we is, love some exploitation. That is a big thing that I experienced, I think, in the past, was very much, like, clones of yourself, and but you I have to follow this path. But I think masters. Yeah. Because you're me not that, equal. Yeah. And it's very much like you're expected to follow a certain path, but I think, and I don't think this is like this for every advisor, um, but I feel like I have the freedom if I want to go into academia, then my advisor will help me get there. But if I want to go into industry work and maybe she didn't do industry work, but she or maybe she did, you know, whatever, like she will do find me the resources I need. Mm-hmm. And she's not like going to be mad at me if I go one way or another. It's more so like, how can I help you get to the final destination? And that's why you have to base decisions off advisor people. The advisors are make or break. Anyways. Bosses, managers. Just the people you work with are co-workers. very important. Back to starting the programs. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think my program start, uh, again, new city. Um, I, like, moved out of my parents' house for the first time, but everyone I worked with was really good. And then coursework-wise, I was really nervous for the stats difference from undergrad because, yeah, oh, God is right, because I had, like, barely any stats experience in undergrad. I mean, I'm downplaying it a little bit, but really all I knew was SPSS, and no one uses that around town here. Um, and so I had a big learning curve with my stats classes, and we're required to take four, so I've taken one every single semester. And... You know, I don't know how I survived those, but here I am sitting here thinking back on my first stats class and how in the moment I thought it was so difficult. Literally, even the one I took last semester, yeah, like last semester and the one before, in the moment it feels so hard. And now I'm like, man, that was easy. Like, why, why was I complaining? Why did I worry so much? Why this? And it's just like, I, I don't know. And that's just hindsight 2020. But Making friends in classes when you first start, I think, is really important. My first semester, I had, I had, you have, like, two main classes you take in my program. One is stats and one is, like, a theory-based course. And that one is, like, everyone in your cohort takes, so whatever, you get to know everyone in your cohort. And then the stats one is based on your level. So a few of us took it and a few people took a higher level stats course because they had already taken the course I was in in their master's program. Anyways, eventually... In my second stats class, I made a stats friend who wasn't in my program, not naming any names, but you know who I'm talking about. And bless his soul, he knows who he is, but he pulled me through so many hard times in stats. There were many nights that we stayed up late until like 2 a.m., maybe even 3 a.m., definitely 2, like working through data and like cleaning data and he would like teach me all these tricks and I was like man I don't know anything like the knowledge this dude can spew is just insane anyways 
but making friends in your program in your classes is good because first of all he wasn't in my program so I would have never met him otherwise and second of all now I have a grad school friend (laughs) so that's good and I mean I definitely didn't help him as much as he helped me in that class but normally um you guys can help each other (laughs) um yeah so I think Coursework wise, stats was the most difficult for me, and it was probably about as difficult as I expected. But um, nothing was not nothing was un, not doable. Everything was doable, is what I'm trying to say. I love that. Okay, I would say that's my experience. So I think we should wrap up this um, midnight rant with Katie telling us her preparation for her new program and how she feels. I also want to say a difference is that you've already started working with your advisor pre-PhD and I didn't start any work. Like that was the summer after I finished college. I was like, this is not the time for me to do work. I'm moving. Well, that's what I thought too. And Katie, but what I will say is when you start your program, choice though yeah but when you start you're gonna really be hitting the ground running you're not gonna be doing any onboarding like in the beginning for me it was really much onboard a lot a lot of onboarding excuse me I kind of zoned out if I'm being honest oh my gosh I'm glad it was so entertaining (laughs) um so I am preparing by trying to really not think about it good that's a good one um a very important underrated underrated method of preparation. I want to enjoy my summer. Like Julia said, I have been doing some research, but it's not like intense, you know? It's like low-key. It's just like whenever, whatever kind of type thing, you know? But I want to hang out with my friends. I want to go to the beach. I want to go to dinner. Like, I'm going to live my life. That's how I'm preparing. Because you don't really have that much of a life. You know, I will say, I have definitely been able to have a life if I want to. Well, they straight up told us, say bye to your family and friends. They're not going to see you for five years. Okay, I don't think that's true. I think it is. I mean, I think it depends on the program, your advisor, and what you Well, I think it. it's because we have the big exam, first mm, and second yeah. year. Yeah, that, that's a good, n- another topic. Write that down. I'm not getting into that. Um, so I'm preparing by not preparing, basically. Well, I think this is the and time just that you by don't living have responsibilities. My yeah. Talking my little valley girl accent and just enjoying things. Eating my ice cream. You know, doing whatever I want this summer. I think when you go into a program, be prepared, but don't overwork yourself. Because... Yeah. I'm I'm stressed out all the time. I don't need any help. Let's just be realistic about how much we can do. I think that's the point. So that's how I'm preparing. I know I'm going to be really stressed out. I know there's going to be some tears. I know um, I'm going to question my whole existence and my whole life. And if I pick the right industry... I really think I should become a flight attendant, but that's a different topic. What the heck? I've never heard you say that. Oh my god, I really wanted to be one. I wanted to be a pediatrician. I wanted to be a flight attendant. Okay. Look where we are now. A flight attendant with a PH. Um, what? 
flight with a pH. Oh. Um, oh my god. Okay, well, ladies and gents, it's like midnight. Um, we have a big day tomorrow, so we are gonna wrap it do up we? here. I do. Do we talk talk for yourself? Um, speak for yourself. Okay. I think this was a good update episode. Okay, everyone, girls and guys, nays, whatever. Um, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.